and welcome to Let's Meet the Virologists, a podcast about the people behind today's virology headlines. People just like you working to understand viruses and how they affect you. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we are talking with researchers involved in coronavirus and COVID-19 related research so that you can learn who they are and what they do. I am Larissa Thackeray, and I am hosting this podcast from America's heartland in St. Louis, Missouri. On April 30th, 2021, with COVID surging in India, we talked with Dr. Sonam Burnma, a postdoctoral research associate in the Mysorakar lab at Washington University School of Medicine, who has been investigating how virus infections, including SARS-CoV-2, affect pregnancy. Sonam obtained her MS in biochemistry at University of Lucknow and her PhD studying reproductive immunology at the National Institute of Immunology, New Delhi, India. She moved to St. Louis in 2019 with a focus on the maternal fetal interface and infectious diseases. Happy to have you with us today. Why don't you tell us about yourself? How did you become interested in sort of biological sciences and microbiology? So hello, uh, Larissa, and thank you for having me here. I would say it's a great opportunity for me. And uh, so my name is Sonam Verma and I'm from India, basically a small town from India called Barabanki and it's in the northern part of the India. So I born there and I did my undergraduate from University of Lucknow in biotechnology and chemistry. And I did my master's from University of Lucknow in the biochemistry. So when I was doing my master's, I was interested in research, but I was not quite sure that I will go because, you know, it takes a lot of time and patience. And so, uh, so that time I took a little break and I enrolled myself uh, in a government program in which we used to teach underprivileged students. So I uh, like I always uh, have that thing to do something for society. So I thought it would be a good way to, you know, start that thing. And while I was doing that, uh, I was enjoying that part also, like teaching those kids, like belong to rural areas. And so that time I figured out, like, I want to be, I want to go into the research because I was enjoying that part, but I was feeling like something I can do, like, like I, I thought that I am, I want that thing. Yeah. So sometimes you, you uh, have to try other things to basically know what actually you want. So, uh, and in that direction, I uh, gave some entrance exam and I got selected one of the premier institute in India and that's a uh, national institute of immunology. And so I, got the admission. I was super excited. My family was very happy. And so while I was attending the course for, uh, during my PhD, I got interest. Like I was initially interested in the immunology part, but, uh, during my coursework, I really, uh, fascinated about the pregnancy process, like how this foreign antigen, you know, survives in your body and your immune system got suppressed so that it can grow like, the beauty of this whole system, how this works. So I joined a lab of Dr. S.K. Gupta. They work on the reproduction part. Basically, they work on the implantation process. Mm. 
during my phd i worked well, like my main aim is to look for the uh, like we studied impact of cytokines and the growth factors in the process of implantation hmm. so from there i started my research career and it took me 5 years to finish that thing uh so yeah so i really enjoyed that part and i i learned a lot there like from my boss and yeah that's why i'm here <laughs> and did you have a uh, science in sort of your background or in your family background so what kind of made you go for an advanced degree in the first place so yeah so in my uh, family uh, so my father he works in a bank mm-hmm. and sisters like everyone is settled and they uh, went to college like they are mostly engineers so i am the only one who pursues science okay so so, uh, so my mother always wants uh, one of the kid uh, to be a doctor so after finishing my college i tried for that but somehow i didn't get it i thought like i should if i can't be a doctor i can work with doctors you know so i took that way <laughs> so so one of the thing like uh, so in my family nobody is from scientific background but uh, from my in law side my father in law he he's retired now but he was a scientist in in india so i i get inspiration from him also so he used to push me you know you have to work hard you have to publish more and like all this stuff right right and so then after you finished your phd how did you actually um uh get to your um postdoc yeah so uh, after like i submitted my thesis i was looking for the positions because so me and my husband both from the same field like so he he's a plant guy and i am an animal person so so uh, we decided that uh, like let's apply for the jobs and whoever will get the position will go to that place so i started looking for the jobs and i got uh, then i came in contact with indra dr indra masukar and uh, i was really interested in the uh, viral infection during pregnancy how some viruses can cross this placental barrier and some virus can't so i was really interested and uh, i talked to her and i she liked me and like everything works out and so i uh, came here uh, in st louis in september 2019 after that just pandemic happened you know when i, I settled myself you know and <laughs> then this thing happened and yeah So yeah, so to further up on that, so why don't you take us through sort of what you were in a way originally going to be working on and then what you switched over to once the pandemic started. So uh, when I joined lab, I uh, started working on a project uh, that is that project was uh, initially started by a graduate student in the lab and so I take over that project. Basically uh, in that project we were looking uh, at uh, like bacteria that is present in the at the maternal fetal interface but that bacteria is was not causing any harm to the uh, placenta or the fetus so uh, i started working on that project the immunology aspect of that project 
so basically we uh, i i yeah, like i learned to isolate nk cells and like all this work and we found the interaction what this bacteria is doing at the uh, maternal fetal interface and when i was like everything was going good and then this pandemic happened and then we uh, like we so i did work from home for two months and during that time we started writing projects on covid and then we started this study to uh, like what is happening with sars-cov-2 in the pregnancy Right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that work and what you've just published? What are the main sort of findings from that work? So uh, we started working on this project in June 2019, June 2020, sorry, June 2020. And uh, so uh, at that time, there was no like publication which was saying that the virus can be present in the placenta. So uh, we started a study with that question. Let's see, uh, is the virus present in the COVID positive placenta or not? So we looked for the virus and we saw that this virus is present at the uh, maternal fetal interface in the syncytial trophoblast cells. Uh, so these cells provides nutri nutrition to the developing embryo and the umbilical cord in the fetal membrane. So the virus was present in all over the placenta. So after uh, we confirmed that the virus is present in the placenta, we look for the, like, what are the impacts causing by this virus? So basically, uh, SARS-CoV-2 enters into the cell by using ACE2 receptor. And this ACE2 receptor, it's a, a key component of the renin angiotensin system. So uh, we were interested in looking the uh, expression of this ACE2 as it plays important roles during pregnancy, it regulates pressure, angiogenesis, and uh, somehow it regulates inflammation also. So we looked for the expression of ACE2 in the COVID-positive placenta, and we found that the uh, with respect to the infection, when the infection is high, there is decrease in the expression of ACE2. So uh, when we compare the expression of ACE2 with the normal placenta, the ACE2 was less in the COVID-positive placentas. So this uh, so this suggests that the virus is causing impact on the renin angiotensin system. So we further ask the question: What are the other uh, impact? Like, what are the other factors it is uh, causing due to infection? So we look for the expression of uh, autoantibodies AT1. SFLT1, these are the markers of the preeclampsia. So preeclampsia, it's a life-threatening disease that is caused by increased blood pressure and the uh, protein in the urine. So, so the cases of like the preeclampsia, it's uh, almost 3% population gets this life-threatening disease. But what we observe that in the case of COVID-positive placenta, we found the increased expression of these signatory molecules of preeclampsia. So uh, in our study, we concluded that uh, due to infection, there is possibility of getting preeclampsia or because uh, of the increased expression of these markers. But our study, it's a uh, like we use a small cohort because in the COVID times, it is hard to get the placenta. Like there were a lot of things were going on, but 
somehow we done like <laughs> we managed to get it done yeah so actually to follow up on that how did you do so what kind of work is this is this with all sort of samples that were do- donated by patients or are there some studies that you did sort of in tissue culture with model systems how did you actually uh, do these studies yeah so uh, so in a study we used uh, placenta from covid positive uh, women we used uh, pre delivery serum of covid positive women as well as we used uh, uh, trophoblast cell lines so we used pseudovirus uh, and we looked for the expression of like what is happening if we because we have that limitation of bsl3 facility also so we just stick to the things we can easily afford and easily do so uh, so this study is combined with the placental like the patient data with combined with the uh, in vitro assays right and then just to clarify this um renin angiotensin system that you're talking about what is the function of that so the renin angiotensin system basically uh, it so so the renin angiotensin system basically regulates the blood pressure okay it is a cascade of vasoactive uh, peptides that uh, will induce the antiangiogenic and proangiogenic factors okay if uh, there is no ace2 so there is a, a antiangiogenic uh, cascade will be induced and that will cause like increase the reactive oxygen species or the other inflammatory markers so it plays a important role in like pregnancy it it plays a important role but all over it, in our body it plays yeah yeah a role too okay yeah. um and then are you continuing this work so beyond this published work are you still going to be looking at sort of the effects of SARS-CoV-2 on um pregnancy yeah so uh, right now we are working on the mechanism like uh what is the mechanism that is uh, causing pregnancy related complication like if we say that uh, there is possibility of intrauterine growth restriction or preeclampsia so what is the mechanism that virus is utilizing to overcome like to doing all this complications so uh, we are studying like we basically focusing on the molecular pathways and and we are also looking for one of the major question that is the virus present in the placenta is able to replicate or not hmm. okay so i think that's a important question because if yeah you find the virus but is it replicating and if it is replicating it is important to know you know if the infection happened in first trimester versus in the third trimester so that way we'll get some clear idea what is happening actually Yeah and then just to clarify is the virus able to pot pass um to actually infect the fetus or is this known So uh so there are mixed literature like like uh there's less data that says that vi- virus is able to transmit from mother to fetus Okay so we don't have a very uh, you know strong evidence of that Okay so it seems like the the maternal barrier is doing its job in this yeah. case. Yeah. Yeah, that is surprising I will say because even it is present in the fetal membrane why like it is not able to go to the uh, fetus. 
these are the very important question but there's a study uh, i think published recently in the uh, jama pediatrics that uh, so in that study they uh, they i think they used hundreds of samples so like they they collected samples from across world from the uh, and they showed that 30% out of the out of the large population 30% uh, babies are having sars-cov-2 like the infection okay that is it's a strong study that is saying that it is there but most of the studies says that it is not able to infect the baby so maybe upon delivery or shortly thereafter yeah. Okay. okay yeah i think uh, yeah we have to vigilant like we have to see is it because because there are a lot of factors like c section delivery uh, right. delivery there are a lot of factors uh, is it causing after the birth or it is going during the pregnancy right yeah right um cool um and um, I guess this is sort of different from another virus that I believe your lab was studying just a couple of years ago, which is Zika virus, which yeah. obviously readily goes through. So just sort of speculating, what do you think is the difference between something like Zika that readily can pass into the fetus and something like SARS that may not so readily pass? What's the difference between the virus? I think, uh, I think we can say like in the initial time, uh, the report says that Zika is not able to cross the placenta. But later on, we found that it is able to cross the placenta and also it is causing harms to the fetus, like microcephaly, all these uh, problems are uh, like having because of this infection. So I think the, the Zika can be uh, replicated in the half-birth cells. These are macrophages in the placental villi. So I, that could be one route. It is going there or, uh, yeah. So in case of Zika, it can go there by using half birth cells and can go to the fetal circulation. But in case of SARS-CoV-2, I think it is too early to say that, uh, yeah, why it is not able to go there or it is somehow the placenta is creating like these cells are able to synthesize some uh, mediators that can inhibit the replication of the virus. Right. So, so either like a tropism or maybe a post uh, cell restriction factor. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because these have cells can function in both way. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. I think uh, even after one and a half year of the pandemic, you know, these questions are still like the research is going on. And I think we, uh, yeah, we'll see soon, I think. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope it, it is not able to cross the present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, can you, uh, I guess more generally, can you sort of describe what was, what has been the most exciting moment in your career so far? So Yeah, so the most exciting moment I will say so far is uh, when I was printing my thesis, <laughs> that you are going to done with your work. And as I'm the only, uh, you know, I'm the highest degree holder in my family. So when I did that, I was feeling, oh, now I am on the top. <laughs> um, and then I guess conversely, what's been the most difficult thing you've had to overcome as a scientist and how did you overcome it? 
So, uh, as a challenging part, I will say that uh, when you think about some, uh, you know, hypothesis, and you geared up for uh, doing all the experiments, you are ready to do that, and then your hypothesis doesn't work. So, because it takes a lot of time to make hypothesis, to work on that, and then you see the failure. I think that's the most challenging part, and. Uh, and the like apart from this thing if you find people that supports you that makes you positive like it happens with everyone don't worry about it so so that makes you you know overcome all these difficulties and i will say my uh, boss dr indra masukar she is really like she supports me like if i say something i am not able to do that she used to say oh it is fine don't worry about it so that those things you know helps you to overcome your uh, fear and your like the anxieties that you are having because of the yeah so i think people support is very important the people around you the your mentor and you right right and what's it like having a spouse that's also in science so i think uh, i think it's a wonderful experience and we discuss a lot he is also working on the sars cov 2 so have oh. you know so we used to have all these discussions and i will say he keeps me motivated like he is a very positive guy so he keeps me motivated motivated to do like it happens you know you are good you and you are doing good so i think he he is a like he is my strength i can say so he, he support me he pushes me and i just go and see my things yeah i can do it yeah yeah um and then i guess sort of on a more personal level um what has the last year been like for you personally so how has the pandemic affected you sort of as as a person so the so the first thing like i am a people person and because of this pandemic you know you can't meet people so that's kind of depressing but uh, yeah and you have to wear a mask you can't smile to people you know so it is just, now it is like you you can guess someone is smiling at you because they are but you know initially it was really difficult but uh, but apart from the uh, like these things i i am grateful in that time i had like i had the job and after some time of lockdown i can go back to my work and uh, so i think yeah and as my family in india so you know imagining things are going well there and right now the situation is not good so yeah it really scares me because i am here and like i am not able to do anything from here it just you know you can talk to your family i think uh, i think uh, with the help of this uh, video calls and all things you know you can still in touch with your family and you can see them i think these are uh, benefits of uh, you know 5g networks and <laughs> yeah yeah and how was it so i guess in a way in the beginning your family in india would have been seeing sort of how the pandemic was really adversely affecting us here and now it's almost like reversed yeah. that we're doing a little bit better in part obviously because we have so much more vaccination and they're obviously doing a lot worse now so what's it been like sort of seeing on uh, from their point of view or for you, from your point of view sort of seeing these opposite effects 
Yeah, so so uh, right now the situation in India is really uh, like it's, it's going beyond pe- uh, government hands and the people's hand. Like people are really scared, and so uh, when in when uh, like last year when US has highest number of the cases, they used to you know call me all the time. Okay, you are you okay? Because whenever they see the news they used to you know they just think about me because i am in us so i used to tell you i am fine and you know st louis is like not crowded and we are following all the guidelines but uh, right now in india the cases are increasing and so i used to tell him like wear mask don't go outside and yeah that's and they they got their vaccination so oh good good so i think i'm hopeful like they are doing good so far they are doing good they are yeah yeah themselves and you know on like they are positive things will be fine so yeah yeah so um as we're wrapping up um sort of i guess since we've been talking a little bit about vaccination how do you talk to sort of family friends coworkers about vaccination so obviously we were offered it very early at washington university um but how do you talk to people in general about it so my uh, so my friend used to ask me about the vaccine like when this pandemic happened they used to call me and they used to ask me oh why why you guys are not making the vaccine so we used to tell it's not like you are cooking <laughs> a dish <laughs> it has it it has a process i used to tell them okay this is yeah. phase 2 phase 3 because people don't know about all these things because like right now people have idea of what scientists are doing but before this pandemic you know nobody knows antibodies and like if you people now these days everybody knows what is qrt pcr so the test so now the vaccine is in the market but there are lot of rumors in india in yeah, like here everywhere there are rumors like these vaccine are causing this and that so i used to clarify them like it is not like these are all fake news and so don't believe it and i think yeah i try to convince myself but but ultimately it's people's decision yeah, yeah. i will say it is good to have vaccinated and you know to save yourself and others yeah yeah So yeah, I guess uh, so any last messages for our listeners and and for your point of view, how do you sort of see how things are going both here and in India? How do you see it going in the next couple of months? So I think the peak is about to come in India. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, so I wish everybody will save and they save their family. and uh, i think government should also step up and do more things whatever they are doing and i think people should take care of themselves and they sh- have to be wise not to go outside because in that case you are not only hurting yourself you are also uh, hurting your family or like because you know one person is going outside and that person is uh, bringing the uh, like infection and so i will uh, i will suggest people to be at home and yeah maintain 
total distancing and wear mask and only go outside when it is required. Yeah, yeah. And then how about here? I mean, I think in uh, uh, Missouri, we're actually down to about 5% positivity rate. Um, and it seems like in general, think the sort of the um, infection rate is starting to go down. What do you see for here? So I think uh, it is because of the vaccination. And uh, now the CDC has approved not to wear mask. But uh, I think I will continue to wear it because like now I'm used to it and I don't have any problem in <laughs> wearing mask. And I think if I can be safe wearing a mask, I will try to do that. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, thanks so much. Sonam's work using samples obtained from pregnant women shows that SARS-CoV-2 likely can infect the placenta and may potentially increase risk for preeclampsia and other adverse outcomes during pregnancy. This has been Let's Meet the Virologist, a podcast about people who study viruses. This is your host, Larissa Thackray, and thanks for listening. You can find us on Google, Apple, Amazon Music, Spotify, and other podcasts, or at lmtv.podbean.com.